First question, tell me one thing you do to have the best year ever. Invest smart. Ooh, I, I like that. So what do you do to invest smart? Um, it's a long story, but basically when I was about 16, 17, uh, I read a book about Warren Buffett and about the whole Coca-Cola thing. Um, he bought Coca-Cola as a kid because he liked Coca-Cola. And I've kind of taken that mentality of no one knows what they're talking about with stock markets. It's kind of all look over here while I'm over here doing something else kind of business. So my whole life, I've just bought stock that I find interesting and that I can see a long-term growth in. So at 17, 16, I bought about 100 shares of Apple with all the money I had for college. And my dad put up some money for me. And not even joking, just off that alone, if I wanted to, I probably could retire right now and live a comfortable life because this was uh, 2005, right before like, the iPhone had come out. So it's definitely one of those things where at a young age, I learned invest in things you see growth in. And I literally couldn't put down the first iPhone. And I remember thinking to myself, all this has on this phone right now is solitaire. So if I couldn't stop playing solitaire before apps were invented, I was like, man, the growth on this product's huge. So I got really lucky with that Apple investment. Absolutely love that. I'm just going to hammer what you just said again. Invest in things you see growth in. That is such a good quote. And welcome to Best Year Ever, a podcast designed to inspire growth and impact so you can have your best year ever. And I'm your host, Rob Cressy. And joining me today is Simon Hunter, professional better and part of the Favorites podcast on the Action Network. Simon, super excited to be jamming with you. Excited to be here. And yeah, we actually just got bought by The Volume as well. Colin Cowherd's uh, network. So Action Network, The Volume. That's our new little tag, I guess. I, I dig it. And it's actually on the most recent podcast around March Madness. You guys talk about that. And Simon, I wanted to have you on the show for a few reasons. One, I've listened to every episode of The Favorites that you have been on because my sports betting mindset has been shaped in my knowledge because of Chad Millman from behind the bets to the Action Network to you coming on board there because I've also I've always been uh, fascinated by the process and the mindset. There's a large majority of people out there who just want picks. I don't want that. I want to understand how to fish. And when I listen to your show, I'm taking notes. And I really enjoyed the perspective that you bring from the mindset side of things. I'm like, all right, how's Simon thinking about this? Because I'm always trying to become a more informed better myself. So what I actually wanted to talk to you about was your mindset as it relates to how you've built the life that you've created because you're doing something that very few people do. That is something that a ton of people dream of. And I know that while it may seem easy on the outside, when you hear you talking with Chad on the podcast and you're, you're sharing your information, but I know there's a process that goes into that. I know there's a mindset that goes in behind that. So that's what I want to jam about with you. Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, I would say this is the life when people ask me about it, I say, it's not going to be the life for you. It's, um, it's a very small community. Uh, the ones who do do it. I mean, like I work for a group other than working for the action network where I am a tout, like I technically sell picks for a living, but it's, 
it's more one of those that I'm selling to a very small group who they just do it because, I mean, they have crazy information. I just do one. I only focus on NFL. These other guys, they do other sports. It could be cricket. It could be women's golf. Anything you could think of, we have a person in my firm that does that sport. So I, I fell into it. I'll be honest, man. I, I was working in TV um, from 2009 just about to about 2011. And in 2011, I was living in Vegas and I met a guy who he runs this firm. And we struck up a friendship and he basically put me onto another guy named Mike. And Mike was, he's kind of like the money ball guy. Mike did does the MLB for our group. He still does it. It's been 10 years and he's still with him. And he was the one that put me onto the math because I gambled my whole life, but I would just lose. But I mean, it was 50, 100 bucks here and there. Like I was making good money so I could afford to lose 100 bucks on my hometown team, the Flyers. Like it didn't matter if I was losing that because I didn't know how to win. If I had a good weekend, I'd spend it at the bars. Like I didn't really know how to manage money, especially at 21, 20. And the kind of thing where he took me under his wing and pretty much not that I made a deal with the devil, but he was just like, you want this life. You got to move here and become a runner. And you got to take on this whole responsibility of just learning about the life of being a sports better because everyone wants the sports bet, but no one wants to live that actual life where it's like you just said, it's not as all fun and glamorous as people make it out to be. It's a grind. And every day it is a grind, especially when you're just getting into the business. So when people ask about getting their foot in the door, I, I really like to make them think and say, you have to love it and you have to love grinding. Like I love working hard because I see my work play out during the season where I'm winning money. So it's one of those where you have to enjoy the grind because it's not for the faint of heart for sure. So let's dig a little bit deeper into that because it very much resonates with me from an entrepreneurial journey standpoint. On my end, nine years ago, I left the corporate world to live my dreams of working in sports and being a creator. And one of the reasons why I've been successful is because I am all in that mentally for nine years straight, I have not stopped. It's action, action, action. It's like, well, how in the world do you actually do that? It's like, it is easier for me to do it than to not do it because I love it and I want it so much. And the grind is a real thing. And I've really had to learn how to both have my eyes on the large vision of what I'm looking to accomplish, but at the same time, focus on the day-to-day -day and really as it relates to this podcast, focus on the moment. What is the one thing that I can do when I'm in that grind to have forward action? And it's not always the easiest because not everything's not puppy dogs and rainbows. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. But the key is you need to continue to live in action and generate that growth and generate that belief in yourself, belief in yourself. And I'm curious for you on your mindset from the grind. Yeah, I would say there was dark days because I left a really good high paying job to basically um, like I'm, I'm a guy's lackey. Like I would literally just go run, run bags of cash into casinos and make bets until I was banned from that casino. And it wasn't even my money. I was betting. I'm betting other people's money. So it was definitely a, a, a learning experience where I, I didn't really know all that about Vegas. Um, I didn't know that people paid people to run money for him. I didn't know that these guys, like my Bob boss, he hasn't stepped inside of a sports book and placed his own wager in 35 years. So like these guys have really lived the whole life just being a ghost and, they profit off it. I mean, they make really good money, but these people seeing these people betting 50K, 100K, millions of dollars on these games, that is never a professional dollar being bet. Uh, sure, there might be professional groups, 
but they're smart. They'll hit a thousand here and there, two thousand here and there. They break up their money just so they can keep credit going at these sports books because the sports book job is for people like me not to place bets there. They don't want my money. They rather have eight college kids betting fifty bucks on a basketball game than me coming in and betting four hundred on the game. So it's definitely one of those where it's um it's hard, man. I like I won't lie, like the mentality. It makes your whole life different where I'm looking at everything from a gambling perspective, like even relationships when I'm with a girl, I go, what are the odds of this working out? How much time should I be putting into this? Is this worth my time? So it, it is definitely messes with your head with math and weighing odds and different things in your life. But I would say overall, it's beneficial in every single way because you start realizing every single thing you do in life is gambling. Anything you can think of, any scenario you give me, there's always an upside. There's always a downside. There's always a positive. There's always a negative. So that was the thing I really took from is putting other things in my life that I've learned from gambling into other things. And I completely agree. And that's why I am so drawn to sports betting and the mindset around it, because it is so applicable to entrepreneurship and business and designing the life that you want, because let's talk about discipline in process, because I know these are two things that have to be part of what you do, because when you are operating at the highest level and doing something that very few other people do, they don't actually see what it takes. They see the end result. And I know from listening to the podcast that you talk about how you wake up at like four in the morning and you're reviewing things and can you take us a little bit more into one, your mindset around your discipline that you have for the grind? Yeah, I, I always tell people you can be the greatest gambler ever. If you don't know how, if you don't have discipline or money management, you will never, ever, ever make real money sports betting. So it, it's it discipline is the sense that, like you talked about, everyone has bad days. Um the not chasing thing is such a great lesson in life where, like you just said, you wake up the next day, it's a new day. So say I had a rough Sunday, like on, on an NFL Sunday, I might have two to 300 bets in just one Sunday. If I go negative, say I, I, I'm down 30K, 40K, that Sunday night, I got a great feeling about the Packers or whatever. Yeah, of course I want to put 40K on it, but you can't do it. You have to just sit there and say, you know what, I already have 10K invested. I'm just going to let this ride. Monday will be a new day. Next week will be a new week. Whatever you lose, you can always get back if you're disciplined. And that's the biggest thing is that people get so, oh, I only have $100, $200 left in my account. I might as well bet it all because I'm already down 1000 I got to start trying to get it back. The minute you start trying to get it back or chasing anything in life, you're already way behind. And that's just how people fall into these traps, these never-ending cycles of just Losing money, putting money in the account, losing it again. They, they just have to take a step back and kind of have self-control. And that's, that's my biggest advice towards sports betting. Yeah, and what that says to me is a lack of process at times because if you're chasing, then you're not following a process because by design, a process is supposed to get you the – the action that you think will at least get you the desired outcome. If it doesn't always work your way, but you at least were informed enough to say, I know that I'm doing things to get to what I hope will be a positive outcome. So let's talk to the process side of things, because for me, one, I'm very process oriented, both in sports betting, but more specifically in my entire life, I've actually fallen in love with the process because 
when I think about the largest vision of myself, it's actually all around scalability. And when it comes to podcasting, I teach a thing called One Perfect Podcast. And what that is, is if you want to create a thousand podcasts, all you need to do is create one podcast and do the same process a thousand different times because you know, boom, if this thing's perfect once, well, you do it over and over and over again. And when I hear you on the show, I hear you talking about your process around that. So can you talk about where process falls in your life and mindset? Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those where uh, football season, I, I want to say it's 60 to 70 hour work weeks where, like I, like you said, there's mornings I'll wake up at three, four in the morning and I'll work for two hours because I've got a bunch of text messages from guys out in Vegas telling me some stuff they're hearing where I'll, I'll read stuff online. I'll be like, okay, let me get ahead of this line movement. So that that that's definitely one of those where, like you talked about, if you love what you're doing, I don't mind getting up at three, four in the morning if I'm getting the best of a number that by the time people wake up eight, nine in the morning, it's going to be moved because all these professionals already hit the number because of all this rumors going around. So with with that, um, yeah, it's it's really tough. It's it's one of those where the off season right now, um, I'm undisciplined in life where I normally would travel for about a month. Um, I'll come back. I'll start getting ready for the draft, free agency start prepping for the following season, but it's way more relaxed. There's no pressure. I don't have 400 different people or whatever hitting me up every day saying, hey, man, I saw you're on the Bears. Why do you like the Bears? They're awful. All these different little things. So it's definitely more peaceful. Um, but during the season, it's one of those where if I have relationships or anything like that, they know going in, um, this is my life. Like, this is what I'm passionate about. So other things kind of take a back seat. Um, it's one of those where I always tell people, if, if you love something, you want to be great at it, pour yourself into it. I mean, you can relax and be, have an easy life when you're old. When you're still young, anything under the age of 50, man, just pour yourself into that passion. Because even if you fail at it, at least you knew that you literally did everything you possibly could to try to get to the best of that position. So with the same with sports betting, it's, it's one of those where I know how much time I'm putting in. I know how, like we talked about, how much of a grind it is to get to where even I'm at in life just now. But yeah, it's it's definitely worth it where I'm getting money back so I can see the fruits of my labor where other people have jobs where they might not see that stuff for five, six years of a passion project. So that's one of my favorite things about this is I, I can get those instant rewards by putting that work in. I'm curious your opportunity or your mindset around opportunity because in sports betting, we're oftentimes, well, we are looking at a market and saying, hey, where do I see opportunities here and there? And then I very much like to think that the rest of my life, I'm someone that because I live by design, not by default, I'm always looking for possibilities and opportunities. So the sports betting mindset actually serves me in the rest of my life because I'm not stuck in just one lane. I'm like, well, what else is over here? And what else is over here? And I'm curious if, if that blends into your life at all from an opportunistic standpoint. Of course. Yeah. That, back to like reading that book when I was 16, 17, my, one of my favorite lines ever I still carry to me is life is a game and money is how we keep score. I don't know if that was Gordon Gecko or whoever, but it's such a true thing where money, I mean, you can look at it any way you want. It isn't real. It only is only given value by our government or what people perceive it as. So, for me, as a gambler, I, I'm always taking risks because I know just the math, the way it works out in life, 
if you swing and miss on nine things and you hit on one thing, if that one thing is right, you could be paying yourself back 10 times, a hundredfold. So I, I learned a really, really hard lesson um, with Bitcoin. Uh, I had a good friend, very smart guy, got me onto this website called Silk Road, which was this dark web website. And I got a couple of Bitcoins on. I think Bitcoin was going for about 10 bucks at the time. Um, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't get it. And he goes, just put a thousand bucks into it. Why not? You have money. Put a thousand into it. If you lose a thousand, who cares? I didn't listen to him. I put a hundred in. I bought 10 Bitcoins and I bought, I, I bought some along the way. We can talk about that. I don't keep any money in my bank account. Every dollar I make, especially from sports betting, either just immediately buy Bitcoin with it or I'll buy stocks with either Tesla, Amazon, some big name stocks. Because I talk all the time with people, making your money work for you is the is the key to life. If you want an early retirement, any of that stuff, sit having money sit in the bank, that's just dead cash. You're not getting anything back from that. Where in Bitcoin, if I put $200,000 into it when it was at 50K, I could have got out when it was at 60K and made 40K on my money working for me in just one year time. So it's definitely one of those where I, cash, I'll, I'll keep an emergency fund and things like that for sports betting money like I don't touch. But every dollar I make, I'm putting back out so that I'm getting money back from that cash I, I make. So I'm curious around the word retirement because it's interesting. I don't believe in retirement because I believe in living my best life every single day. And I never liked the idea that somewhere down the road, I'm finally going to have enough money where I'm actually living. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. Being an action oriented person who designs his life, who loves the grind, I'm always going to be doing something while I enjoy beaches and chilling and having that. There's just a part of me that always wants to build and do something. And I'm curious your mindset around this because we're dealing with money. But then when we talk about retirement, it's almost seen as like the, oh, you, you don't have to do anything and you have no more obligations and you can just do nothing. Is that how you see it? Or what does your retirement look like? Yeah, it depends. Like people, people have a number in mind. Like I, I hit that number by the time I was 30. Like I, I, I could mathematically retire right now and I'd live a comfortable life, but exactly like you just said, what kind of life is that? That's a boring life. So I'm going to get out when the time's right. Um, I've only been with this, like the main dog with this group for seven years. So this will be my eighth season. And I'm on my second full year of doing media with Chad, which media is like a different, it's kind of a different animal where, um, you know, it's the same thing in just life where it's who, you know, that's how you kind of move up or how you meet people where, uh, my life during sports betting, man, it's, it's just different type of stress where I want to win for my personal self. But when I have other people relying on me, especially like the group I work for, it's definitely in the back of your mind. Like I, I pride myself on not losing consistently. Like if I have two losing weeks in a row, like it's a lock that third week I'm going to win because it's just, I, I just can't stand losing. And that's a great drive. I mean, just in life, the, People talk all the time. Fear is one of the greatest motivators ever. I know it's horrible to say, but we all should have fear with different things. I don't have a fear if I lose this job with Chad because I have something to fall back on, but I don't want to lose a job. I enjoy doing the show with him and I like meeting the people I do the show with, but the fear of not performing is crazy, man. Like I, I went on a bad slide in the playoffs and luckily I dominant, like I killed it for the Super Bowl, but the fear of like not doing good in the Super Bowl and just having a, dr a bad run for a month. Oh my God, man. Like that, 
sleepless nights. Like that's the thing that's the worst about what I do. There are for sure sleepless nights that like I have to either self-medicate or whatever, but I love it. Like that's the thing is like now that I'm in the off season, it's like as if you go jumping out of airplane every weekend. Now you're not doing it anymore. Like I miss that rush. So for sure, dude, like retirement 30, 40 years down the road, I'll be thinking about it. But right now, like I love what I do. And the furthest thing I could ever think of is retirement. Yeah. And one thing that I'm curious about from you is trusting your gut. And in sports betting, you're going to hear a lot of trust in your guts. But I think as you go through in all areas of your life, there's that that voice that you hear something and maybe one time you don't take action and then something happens. You're like, wow, what was it? I, I should have listened to it. And I think as you get more seasoned or you're open to the possibility that the internal voice that you have, certainly if you've cultivated um, a good mindset, is one that is going to serve you. And, and I'm to a point where I very much believe in intuition and trusting my gut because I've gotten to this point for a reason, following a process, having a certain mindset. And it's something that I actually believe is a huge asset for myself. And I'm curious your thoughts around trusting your gut. I will definitely trust it, but I'll always question it. So if I, if I really firmly believe something, I have to hear more about what I believe in from the other perspective. And I think just in life, people would it benefit you so much to take that. But for sure, in, in my job, I, I use a computer that's spitting me out numbers and it's telling me this is the number it should be. This is where the value is. This is the better team, yada, yada, yada. I look and I go, OK, I'll take that into account. But it's not factoring into account that it's Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady is unique and you people will meet a lot of people in life that will not be, a, not, I don't want to call them losers, but there's a loser mentality where it's like, they look at other people having other things in life, how they've succeeded or whatever. They say, oh, they're lucky or whatever. This person's a fraud. They shouldn't be in this position. I, I always think to myself, that's a person that took a risk and they capitalized on a risk. And now they're in their position because they took that risk and it worked out for them. Everyone has the same opportunity in life. Like you can say whatever, where you're born, where you're at. If you want it bad enough, there's literally nothing stopping you. How, how much are you willing to suffer to, to reach that goal? So it, it's definitely one of those where I'm I like the Super Bowl. My, my system, like the Chiefs, they had them that they should they should have won that game. Right. And when I'm looking, at it, I go, I get it. It loves Mahomes. Mahomes breaks all the numbers because he's so incredible. But my system wasn't taking account their offensive line problems. And it wasn't taking account Tom Brady and the D line for the, the Buccaneers. It was measuring it out, but it wasn't taking enough account where I thought all the all the all the uh, value was on the Buccaneers. So it, it's definitely one of those where trusting your gut, it's real in the sports betting world where I have to trust in those kind of situations. But when the Rams are playing the Jets and my system's telling me the line should be 10 and it's 17. And I hated betting the Jets. I hated it. My gut was screaming, don't do it. I had to do it. I bet the Jets and I bet their money line just because the value was there. So there's definitely times where I go against my gut because my system, it is a computer. It's smarter than I'll ever be. It can compute math that I can never compute. So it's one of those you have to pick and choose your spot, especially as a sports better. And you, over time, it's like a memory muscle. You'll just know instinctually. You'll be like, oh, this is one of those situations. I'm getting crazy good value. So definitely – it's definitely one of those where you should always trust your gut because 90% of the time, like you said, it got to where you're at. That's why you should trust it. And along these lines, and we'll get out on this, 
one of the most impactful quotes or mindsets in my life has been get comfortable being uncomfortable. Certainly in the world of sports betting, Simon, you just talked about it. Taking the winless Jets to win a game, what in the world? So certainly in sports betting, when the public, that's why the 80-20 rule exists. But when you're trying to design a life that many dream of and few do, there's going to be a lot of discomfort. And like you said, when you lose two weeks in a what row, you know the third week's going to be good. But guess what? We expect that to happen. Not that we're going to lose two weeks in a row, but losing in negativity in bad days is par for the course. So I always like to chuckle sometimes sadistically when I have a bad day because guess what? I signed up for this entrepreneurial journey. This wasn't mailing it in, uh, TPS reports, doing the same thing from office space every single day. I decided I was going to live a life of risk because I'm in control of this. And I'm curious your thought process around getting comfortable being uncomfortable because for me, if I could give that gift to everybody, it is such a blessing. Oh, yeah. But it's like people think it's muscle memory where it's awful at first. Like, I'll, I'll just never forget. I, I, I had, a, like I said, I had a great job. And I remember waking up in Vegas. I might have been there for three months. And I was like running out to get them bagels or whatever. Like, like again, I was the guy's lackey because I was just learning how to become a professional. And yeah, it's like you just said, being uncomfortable, man, I, I, you're going to be in spots in your life where you're, you're going to be asking yourself, did you make the right decision? And if you believe what you're doing, just push through that uncomfortableness because like you just said, no one in life, anyone, you can talk to anyone that's successful in life. They've never not had crazy amounts of failure and bumps in the road. I mean, I per- people don't like him, but a person that's honestly a hero to me is Elon Musk because it's a guy that we all have great ideas. We don't act on these ideas. We don't put the finance behind the, uh, these ideas. And he's one of these people that do. And Tesla was literally a couple of weeks away from being bankrupt. And now he's one of the richest people in the entire world. And it's one of those where he just knew the risk outweighed the failure that, yeah, it could have been a really dumb idea for him to sell all of his shares and put all of his money into an electric car company that easily could have failed, but it didn't. And look how he turned out. And it's one of those where you're going to hear about people that failed a ton in life. And in the end, they end up succeeding. And that's one of the things I've carried with me in life is that keep failing. That's just, that's how you end up succeeding is if you keep failing in life, you're going to hit that pinnacle of succeeding. So success, it's not that hard to reach. People are just scared to fail. So if you want success, you need to be okay with failing. Yeah. And as you do greater things with new opportunities and new possibilities, new failures are going to arise. I've never done this before. Every time someone sees me, I am doing something I have never done before, which is not a normal feeling for most people to be like, Hey Rob, how did you create a podcast? Being like, well, I'd never done it before until someone said, Rob, if you ever hope to get paid to do what you love, you better be doing it already. I was like, thank you. I'm going to teach myself podcasting, video, social media, and ended up growing a creative agency and becoming an entrepreneur. And it's all discomfort in the name of the journey of loving what you do. So like you said, waking up at 4 a.m. to get the better number, you love it. So there's a purpose behind it. And that's what drives you. And and that's what you really need inside of you is the thing that gets you to keep going despite the monsters that may or may not lie ahead. Definitely. And that's, that's what I like what you're talking about on this show, man. It's, it's a great motivator that people you're going to have these lows and I've been some through awful lows. Like I had a girlfriend dump me 
on the same day that I got let go from a job when I was really young. And of course, that was one of those where I, I, I remember the TV business, which I started out in, was a cutthroat business where you're going to get fired and get rehired from different sides of it all the time. And now that I'm this far ahead in life, it's really funny looking back. Don't think too far ahead. Don't think the 10 years ahead because there is no way of predicting. Like you just said, day by day, week by week by week. It's so foundational to your life to build that way that if you just take it day by day like that, I mean, the, the, the 10 years, what you're thinking about ahead of time, when it gets there, you're going to be exactly where you want to be. So like you said, man, setting goals in life, that, that's everything because you have to know where you want to get if you want to get there. Yeah, and there's a quote, something along the lines of people overestimate what they can get done in one year and underestimate what they can accomplish in 10. And when you realize that, that's when the grind makes sense because you do one podcast over and over and over and over again to get to a thousand in over 10 years. They're like, whoa, you get really good at this or put this in any area of your life. And on my end, when you think about this with mindset and personal development and growth and having a hunger for learning, I know that no matter what else happens in my life, everything can go the wrong direction. No one can ever take my mindset and my belief away from me because like you said with Elon Musk, that dude was going to be successful no matter what because if Tesla failed, boom, he's right back on that horse creating something else. And right. And that's that's why like people like that, that's what I think is so great about humans. Like the 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 push in our inside of ourselves to want to be great. Exactly. Some people have it, some people don't. If you don't have it, that's fine. Like going through life, not trying to be great. I'm not gonna fight anyone on it, but to everyone else, you don't you don't want to feel wasted at the end of it. So, like you just said, take these risks. We, we like do do what you want in life because if, if you're working for someone else, you're living their dream. So I always tell people, take that risk, live your own dream. So, Simon, I want to thank you for all of the information and wisdom that you have given me over the last year. I've enjoyed following you and and listening to you and really learning from you. Where can everybody connect with you? Sure, man. I'm on Twitter, uh, Simon Hunter, T-A-N. So I, I took a job with Action Network now. So we're doing a sh- we're doing shows twice a week on the Favorites podcast for the Action Network and the volume. And uh, yeah, man, it's pretty exciting. Me and Chad Millman. So definitely, definitely check it out if you're into sports betting. And I want to hear from you. How do you get comfortable being uncomfortable? Or if you're a sports better, take us into your mindset and how does that manifest itself in everything else that you do in life? You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. And if you're someone who aspires to do great things and you're looking for some support and someone to help you get there, I would love to jump on a call and jam with you. You can hit me up, rob at robcressy.com. We'll schedule something and make it happen. Thank you.